They say you only get out what you put in, and with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching, or barbecuing, check out Kerrygold.com for ideas, or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. Hooks, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks you could ever want. And I am Zane C. Weber, here with three people who are going to help me deliver these plot hooks to your ears. To my right, Tom. And then... Darcy. And then... Chris. And everyone's microphones are on. Finally, take three, everybody. Take three. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't be trusted this late at night. Okay, so this podcast is where we take inspiration from a Magic the Gathering card and a random word and we come up with some plot hooks for you to enjoy and possibly use in your game. Uh, So, the Magic the Gathering card that we have drawn this evening is the Glimmerpoint Stag. Uh, Does anyone want to describe what this card looks like? Glimmerpoint Stag is a big old stag made of metal. Is Balancing on a soccer ball, and there's <laughs> or two, a turtle, or a turtle, two moons uh, betwixt its horns or its, suns, <laughs> or suns, and it's surrounded by a sandstorm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty 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 accurate. I'll take that. <laughs> it's yours. And yeah. our uh, our random word is ideology, which mm. is not even slightly good. Related to stags? You can cut that part. (laughs) (laughs) I can. I probably won't, though. (laughs) So the way we're going to present these plot hooks to you is we're each going to present a pledge, like in a magic trick. Then we will collectively come up with a turn to flesh out that pledge. And then finally, the prestige, where we will twist it around to make it something that you can use in your game. Uh, So, who would like... First, with are we not doing the getting to know you's today? Oh, oh. Know well, you. since you brought it up, Tom, <laughs> perhaps we will, and you can ask a question. What What would you like Ooh. to know? What is uh, your go to class? I'm a I'm a wizard boy. I like it. I like you got all these low level spells. I like taking things that aren't useful in combat, and making everyone else at the table hate me in combat situations. <laughs> but the rest of the time, I'm like, oh, what's this? It's a handful of coins. No, now it's flowers. That's, nice. That's my play style. Yep. Rest uh, of digitation for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big barbarian yeah. player. I, <laughs> I just, was going to be like three guesses. I used, to, <laughs> I used to play a bit of rogue, but now all I play is barbarian because I like to like, I like to role play with low charisma and <laughs> I like to fight like a ham lord. That's that pretty much the way I play D&D at this point. It's like <laughs> hardcore role play, hardcore fights. Sort of like every time I'm, Every time I'm fighting, the DM should be worried that I will die. <laughs> Good. Because that's my approach. <laughs> well, I I will admit that I have never played the same class twice. Ooh. Yikes. I've, that's power. Yeah, mm. well, I've played... My first ev- character was a paladin, then a, a bard, then a warlock slash bard slash wizard. She try classing. She, she didn't do well. <laughs> no, she wanted to know everything, and so oh, she okay. never really 
Oh, like anything. you said, she was very useful outside <laughs> yeah. of combat. Uh, then I, then wizard, and now a fighter. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, yeah. So, I think most enjoyably probably wizard, just because you have so many options mm. as mm. a wizard. Um, but I do love the role play involved in uh, in a warlock. Having that power like looming over you, yeah. I think, and some, and you're answerable to something as well, mm. gives the DM a lot of options to um, to, to play, throw with. some story yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And what nice, about you? Nice. Um, I I think it's like I've never played one, but every time I go to make a character now, I'm always going to make an Eldritch Knight. <laughs> for some reason, I've just never played one, but like looking at my phone there's like seven Eldritch Knights <laughs> you, have like a fold, you have a folder with like Eldritch Knights ready to go pretty much yeah yeah it's ridiculous you just want to play that gish meanwhile play I, that I, I never pre-make a character I just rock up with an uh, empty character sheet and start writing some, barbarian stats on it I gotta admit like it's it's not a good idea to pre-make characters because you kind of get to this stage months after and you're like I don't like this character anymore. I'm going to make another one. <laughs> See, I I make characters, I fall in love with them, and then the DM won't let me play them. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of yeah. what it is. You're like, oh, I make this beautiful, rich backstory, and this is what I want the story to be, and then you're like, wait a minute, this has got to fit in the context of yeah. other players, hey, and oh, it's like, look, oh, okay. I'm specifically <laughs> talking about Raspberry Mossy Pond, my total, uh, whose yes. rules is written... One level in <laughs> ten classes. <laughs> the most useless person ever. <laughs> but he has an armor class of 20. You can't and and yep. has sneak can't attack. Yes, <laughs> has sneak attack. <laughs> oh, he has so many cantrips. Yep. Has all the cantrips. Uh, but one day, one day I'll play Raspberry Mossy Pond. Uh, so, well, shall we get into, yeah, get uh, into the, the Glimmer Point stag? Uh, who would like to go first? I will go first. Yeah. It's an elf. <laughs> What? It's an elk? It's an elk. Oh, God. The card is Glimmer Point Stag, so I just wanted to point that out for you. Uh, stag is technically correct. But it says creature elk. Yes, correct. Yep. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Word of ideology. I've seen an elk before. Oh, there we go. Uh, okay. I, I have seen an elk. They're huge. Did you have? They're huge. Yeah. I haven't. They're quite large. No, you should see them. They're huge. Christ. Very scary. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bigger than a horse. Okay. That's another section you can go cut. On. Hold on. So Here. Cut to now. I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> <laughs> like in all of my other podcasts, I need the audience to know what I have to go through Please to produce no. these. Please cut that section. Uh, okay, go, 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 go. Uh, so this Glimmer Point Stag is a figure of mythology. Um, gl- the Glimmer Point Stag, it is unclear at, like, now, whether it was the companion or the mount or like a transformation of the original elf king. The first the first high elf king has some relationship to this uh, this stag, this mythical creature. And it is it is summonable by those who worship uh the elven gods, uh, or at least its form is summonable. Uh, it is argued in some in some druidic circles that this this creature is actually part of the pantheon and is an avatar of the gods. So, what I'm putting okay. forward here is just a piece of history um, that uh, your people, that your players might encounter and might 
be a seed for an adventure or yeah, some yeah. something or, that, or be, even just to use to enrich their background. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if the if the elves are having a particular problem, they might need someone to uh, summon this, but no one knows how. So you have to yeah. go find it or something like that. So that's my pledge. Is uh, I'm I'm going to call it uh, the the crown of El. Oh, coming up with an elf name just. <laughs> The, the crown of Alerion. There we go. Yeah, nice. Uh, so the, the the first elf king. Who wants Sweet. to go next? Uh, I'll go next if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, my one for the Gloom Point stag is um, it's a deity. Uh, this um, I, I want to keep like the, the history and everything about it kind of shrouded, but the main idea is that it, it appears um, on eclipse, on an eclipse, uh, and when it does, uh, you are granted the ability to completely remove one belief or ideal from um, the world. Wow, okay. So yeah, so the idea is Damn. that it's and, and I think the, yeah, I, okay, I'll leave that, I'll leave that there for my pledge yep. and then I'll yeah, twist nice. it later, but yeah. So just kind of a really specific wish spell. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah very very specific. Alright, nice. Um, so I guess uh, mine is, um, because there's two suns or seemingly stars in the background of this mm-hmm. image and um, I've taken these two stars um, and there, I have thought of them as two very conflicting ideologies, and I think they represent gods that have very, very strong ideologies, and um, they kind of work like binary stars. And you know, for those who don't know what a binary star is, it's essentially two stars that forever circle one another but never truly meet ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as science is aware. So, um, except I, I, I like this idea of these two stars that are constantly at war with one another, but they never fully collide in this cataclysmic event, but they're still, like, pulling strings to ch- still fight this never-ending battle. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, cool. And Chris? Okay. Oh, my- and I've called them Vivid and Void. Ah, uh, nice. Like yep. Okay, so my pledge is going to be a complimentary pledge to Darcy's. Okay. I'm pledging... Um, mythical elf that appears during the solar eclipse um, and what it grants is that it can bring one creature back into an existence one creature yeah okay or, or, or player or creature yeah yeah cool okay so we have <clears throat> an elf that appears and brings someone back yeah we have the stag that appears and can remove a belief or ideology yes. from the world we have Vivid twin stars yep. that represent gods yep and we have the uh, Vivid and Void and the Crown of Alerion, who, which is a an elven myth about the first king of the elves. So, which one do we want to build on first? Uh, everyone's looking oh, at uh, Zane. Zane, I, want, I really <laughs> want to hear yours first, Zane. I want oh, to build okay. on yours first. Well, give me some ideas because I, what I've I've got I've got this idea of like this mythology. Uh, mm. But I don't know how the elves use it or how it could be used against them. My my thought with the the word ideology is that the original elf king's ideology is quite different to the elves' ideology now, and so if they do manage to summon him yeah. or his uh, avatar or whatever, it might again bringing in the sandstorm might bring around mm. a fair bit of destruction because of how unhappy he is. But yeah, I kind of like this. Um this relation between the, the first king and this and this elk, um, and it kind of seems to me as though he sacrificed his humanoid form to give long life to elves. Yeah, sort okay. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like 
Well, I don't know. I, I, to me, it makes sense that it's sort of like oh, I've lost my train of thought there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so he made. So some it's a very sacrifice. different, different, different sort yeah. of history that he would have a perception of, as opposed to what the elves might think now. Is like, oh, this god, this uh, this representation of something holy and mighty was yeah. actually the king himself. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's um. There's a thing in Japan. There's a place called Nara Park. Um, where they are, there are deer there, uh, and it's believed that um, well, you, you can't kill any of the deer there because I, I, I don't know. Oh, these are the really tiny little baby, little ones. baby deers, and, so and the, the thing is, you can't kill them because there's a religious connection to them. I'm right, wondering if you could okay. do something similar to that, where you have this elfin kingdom, which is there are just elk everywhere, <laughs> and, and to kill it, yeah, yeah. to kill one of them is, <laughs> is um, sacrilege. This is a flavor thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that might be how you're introduced to this myth and that's kind of maybe if this myth is going to take a larger part in the story as a whole later on where you go on to explore the history. So that that's the current world that the players are in where you go into this elven uh, settlement and there are elk everywhere and elk are sacred in this place uh, because of this connection to the first elf king if this is the first elf kingdom. Uh, so I guess to... To bring that into a game, uh, whether I kind of like the idea that they live in fear of this this mighty horned elk. Yeah. That maybe it, when he returns, it is the the uh, coming, the, yeah, coming the, of the end. Yeah. yeah. The 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 what is it? The um. The apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. The, the rapture. <laughs> the four horsemen are the of the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, uh, heralds. They're bring, heralds, heralds of the heralds, yeah, yeah. heralds oh, the apocalypse. Oh. Yep. So, right. uh, and and yeah. So I think that that is that's that's the mm. mythology. So that they live in awe and fear of the day when he returns, mm. and so they they please all the elks just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Put in a good word him for off. Me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, as as an idea, um, if you have your own elk and you get a personal relationship with it, the idea is that when the elk dies. Uh, it will actually put in a good word for you to the herald and say, "Yeah, absolutely. He, w- he was a friend. Yeah, yeah. He was a friend." So, so maybe everyone has their own kind of. Well, everyone has the opportunity to please the elks. Like they'll they'll leave I, shrines. Offerings I like for the them, idea yeah. of shrines in the in the mm. you know amongst the woods. You place food there, so they come and eat it and what have you. Yeah, awesome. I like that idea. I, I, items, maybe maybe valuable items. So as the party walks through, they see things and go, gosh, I'd really love that dagger, but it's in a shrine. And someone's mm. like, uh-huh, well, I'm going to take it anyway. Next and minute, you've got an elk staring at you and you're yeah. like, oh, it? no. All right, I'm putting it back. I'm putting it back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the idea that they like protect them really well with their laws as well. It's sort of like, oh, I saw you kick that elk. Yeah. You're going into prison. Now. We're, 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 <laughs> if you like haven't seen an elk, trial, like, you would not kick an elk. Yeah. We're, we're taking your leg. <laughs> yeah. We're taking your leg away now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really like that idea. You pick up a dagger and you turn around, there's just six elk just, just standing looking. there. Looking just, and I think they should be everywhere yeah. and always watching. So you're like, whether they are whether they are connected to the deity or not, yeah. they're just there. And you're like, get out of here. Get and out of here. they're super comfortable with people and yeah, like, yeah. trust them intrinsically yeah. because they've never, never been, been yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And there's just so many. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, well, can we go to Void, Vivid and Void? I, I, I kind of like this idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I was thinking is that there, there are two continents on that each oh, and e- yep. each one is one is pledged to vivid and one is pledged to yep. void yep. and so you kind of are involved in the conflict between these two continents that happens either either they meet 
very close somewhere or there's, there's a massive sea voyage between them and so they're kind of mythical to each other but mm. every now and then there will be a great attack from void or vivid, vivid yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, infiltrating it'd be interesting to have some sort of ocean anomaly that is keeping them separate brought on by this uh, the spiraling, on by the yeah the, the gravity of the sun spiraling, spiraling yeah. suns so yeah, maybe, it's, yeah. maybe it's a great vortex maybe it's a i don't know something along those lines Ocean. Yeah, actually, I like this idea of like this big, massive. It's very World of Warcraft in the sense that there's a big typhoon in the yeah. Middle, <laughs> yeah. middle of these two continents. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> but but maybe if it's tidal, so it can switch yeah. so that at some point, so maybe for ten year periods, twelve year periods, getting from vivid to void is the only way that you can travel. Yeah. So, but then in after ten or twelve years, it'll switch around, and so then Void can attack Vivid. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. kind of switches around. So you've got this cycle. Land, land bridges or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like mm. that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, oh. I think that that's a decent. That's, that's a decent yeah, turn. I'm happy with that one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, shall we go to the uh, the the magical <laughs> appearance of the elf and the stag? Uh, okay. So mine's mine's the Luna. Um, gosh, I'm trying to come up with a turn for mine. I'm thinking. Um, I was thinking maybe you've got the natural um, natural eclipses that happen, uh, and maybe as, as, as a plot hook, um, you could have someone is trying to bring on an artificial eclipse. Um, okay, great magic yeah, will pull yeah. something oh, in yeah, front yeah, of the yeah, moon, yeah. and yeah. then by um, doing their wish, somehow it will be corrupted. I don't know. I'm trying to help me out here, guys. See, I, I was thinking that if this is a known quantity mm. and like because eclipses are predictable, yeah. the closer the eclipse gets, the more important the control of this region this, of this region yeah. is. So you would have people trying to move in or sneak in to get this one wish. So you, And you would have all these different ideologies coming in, mm-hmm. hoping to be able to rid the world of their opposition. And it, you know what would be great? It would almost come down to like kings with their huge armies and factions coming to meet in this massive war in the middle of every eclipse like it, 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 what else know. what else is great is that if you've got this huge war that goes on and then um someone like because it's it's ideologies and beliefs so if if your wish is like i wish that none of those soldiers believe in that king or believe in their god and then yeah. you have men that are just standing out on a battlefield that go what am i doing here yeah. oh okay or just like i wish that uh, no one believed in war anymore yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the ironic bloody so the Consequences begin. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and that's the DM's playground. <laughs> I'm, I'm because wa- then chess is no longer a game. <laughs> yeah. I'm wonder- and I'm, I'm wondering whether there should be a finite amount of time to these wishes, like until the next equi- eclipse. Otherwise, um, I mean, this would be a universe that'd be constantly in flux. Like, can can people live? Well, in that kind you of could world? always yeah. make it like a significant amount of time. So, say that there is a dark moon that, that you never eclipse, see, and yeah. then every now every. 250 years it'll pass across the sun and then that's when you have the eclipse so it's only 250 years so it's time enough for the the uh, the factual knowledge to kind of disappear or like first hand knowledge to disappear so it's just kind of stories and depending on people how much people mm. believe it is how much, how certain they are to try and get to this point yeah and what, I'm just going to suggest this is an idea this may be really out there yeah but what what uh, potentially getting rid of an ideology is really a really unclean idea. Like it's yeah. very difficult to just be like we got rid of the idea of war, or we got rid of people who mm. think uh, like just like erased it from their memory. Mm. What if the reality of the magic is it, if you hold it, if you say I think that everyone that believes that 
believes this. Like it, it follows this king, whose ideology is related to this king. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to remove that ideology. Yeah, the stag just yeah just, just poofs them out of existence. They just uh, are gone. Yeah, from so the world. like so they like, never existed. Or yeah, no, like they just go. Foop, the world is still there, but the ideology is completely. I I kind of like the idea taking that further into sort of like kind of like. You know, in the world of D&D, it's like beliefs in deities and it sort of actually just like strips back the power of a particular deity back yeah. to square one when nobody now believes in them. Mm. And then 250 years pass for them to, to try get and their influence. But I mean, all gods their way. Yeah, yeah. Into, so, yeah. so it's constantly in flux, but like the power play is... But my question is how do... If, like if you delete a belief, what do people lose all their memories? If, like if the person that believes that is left alive, yeah, well, I guess do they lose all their memories? Or maybe, maybe you just remove their belief and all they're left with is their doubt. So, so they doubt the belief. So because in in mm. in the world of Dungeons and Dragons and where there are actual gods and actual clerics, mm. belief is a tangible thing. You believe in this god and you worship this god, therefore yeah. you get power. Yeah. yeah. And so if you remove all of that give, then that god is powerless or I guess or you change uh, everyone who believes that their behavior so you just kind of switch uh, switch the way that people behave and act and think. But then potentially a society that was built off a certain ideology would crumble. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it just stay rigid anyway? Like if your if your if your laws are all written with one ideology in mind, just because people stop like suddenly doubt it or don't believe it, if those your laws society can't could be just change, con- should just continue. If, if if those laws can't be changed, because if everyone yeah. who believed that and the people who are maintaining those laws, like a king or a council or a, a, a true democracy, if everyone believes that this is no longer the way to do it, they'll change it. Yeah, but what happens when an ideology is being is like like the whole the whole society is structured on one idea, but the people who administer that idea actually don't believe it? Well, that's. That's the, what the DM gets to play with. Yeah, yeah. like it, it ain't yeah. Like, an easy one. This is going to be a DM sitting down and having to have a long conversation. <laughs> a long yeah. This is why the DM doesn't yeah. give wishes out that often. <laughs> so this is why the solar eclipse elk is not <laughs> is not going with ideologies because um, I think in the same universe I it wouldn't. And the reason I didn't go with like an ideology, like an elk that can bring in a certain ideology, <laughs> is I think that the negation factor of that yeah. w- would be just too much to play around. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a game changer <laughs> slash game ender. Yeah, so yeah. I think, oh, but, yeah. I, but what I do think is that the uh, this elk, the, the solar elk um, appears to, uh, appears during the solar eclipse um, and can bring any creature back into existence. But the reality is as long as the solar eclipse is there, if you're there with a list of things you want to come back, it will just keep bringing things back. You can bring an unlimited, if you bring a list, oh, wow. you have two minutes, it will just go pop, 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 pop. You're oh, just so going to be practicing as spinning many those as words you like. out. Is it, is it one person or can a thousand people rock up and get as many as they can? Yeah, if you can get a thousand people through in two minutes somehow, as long as they can identify they can oh, identify so it to the elk. So it can't be The shouts, Church of Elk Christ. Um, well, I, I mean, it would depend. You potentially, maybe, that's you could all just say... This, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah, like okay. a really powerful being. It could hear a thousand things at once and be like, yep, sure. So, so like, there'd be a pilgrimage, essentially to get close enough to the elk to get an earshot. And then all these people would all at the same yeah. time shout yeah. the people they want back and hopefully they would get the person back. See, I think both of these ideas have to be end game. They have to be the end of the campaign because if like- Well, they only happen every 250 years. So your campaign starts and or it's, you know, it's, it's ages they're away. They're at the start and then the whole campaign is dealing 
with, with the, the repercussions of yeah. yeah bringing so I think that we can get but to I think, that in the prestige. But I, I think. think yeah, the interesting interrelation oh, yeah, yeah, there is that potentially happened. one person, so one one event removes a certain ideology from the world, uh, and then all the people with that ideology still miss the people they miss who yeah, are dead. Yeah. Go to the solar eclipse and get bring those people back. And those people haven't lost their ideologies. No, absolutely not. Uh, so then they kind of become prophets, uh, maybe. Uh, and so th- I think this is our first prestige. Yeah, that's, that's uh, our first yeah, prestige. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially, yeah. the in, that's the interrelation. Yeah, so the people that come back are actually more important and they they, they are known as leaders, as, I, I guess, as, um, well, I guess, fi- uh, religious figures and wise people from the past who who have knowledge that has been lost to the world. Yeah. Or at least some of them c- could be. Right? Yeah, well, some people will be like, you know, my neighbour Jim. Then other people will be like a, f- a philosopher who's yeah, written yeah. scrolls and scrolls. Here's my twisty twist. Yeah, okay. I think that the lunar the lunar um, eclipse deer, his or her end goal is to destroy members of the Pantheon so that it can become worshipped itself, maybe? Don't know. Okay, oh. so it's it's trying to rid the world of enough ideology that it itself rises. They're like the only thing that is absolutely constant is the deer. Yeah, is, uh, these two deer, and then maybe they're. Is it consciously doing that, or did someone create it to rid the world of gods? Yeah, I, I wanted to make it. I wanted to keep the, a bit of mystique behind it, but I'm just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll leave that. And we'll we'll give the options, and the DM can do whatever. Because if they it's want. yeah, if it's yeah, beyond, well, I mean, a good a good a good potential explanation is like um, you know, there's there is this one over like this one overarching deity in this world was was the elk deity, um, and a bunch of other lower astral or mm-hmm. celestial creatures or whatever actually split it in two, so that all of its power was sort of so its yeah. power over people's over the minds of men was sent one way. And the power of it, its power over the bodies of men was sent the other way, and they were they were bound so that they could never exist at the same time ever again because the solar and a lunar mm. eclipse won't happen at the same time. Okay. And running with that, I like the idea that the the lunar deer maybe once upon a time um, it didn't care for any lesser beings; it would just do whatever it wanted, destroy everything. And now it's bound to the wills of man. man okay, has yeah, to yeah. decide what it yeah. will destroy, but because of that, but because of the ways of man, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Man. So maybe and maybe. The, these two lesser deities kind of sinned in some way in their fight against each other and that is why this greater deity kind of restricted them to these eclipses so they only yeah. have power during during these eclipses yeah because it, could, it couldn't destroy their power yeah. but it could find a way of, of just holding that power in a place and let's put it in that place and so potentially and if there's a way that a party could um, rig a gameplay to make a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse at the same time, which I think is why it's great uh, that the artwork has two suns. Yes. And it does and kind of look stag. like a, like a like moon it, moving in front mm-hmm. of one of the suns. Oh, man. So you, if you could potentially manage to line that up, you would get like the absolute shitstorm of endgame. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Speaking of two moons. Speaking of two moons, Speaking over to the, moons. the binary stars. Uh, once again, I'm left without a very thoughtful prestige. We'll get I there, need mate. some more help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it, it comes when, when the suns meet. There's an astrological event that absolutely changes everything. Yeah, that's it. So, and so the two c- continents like actually physically collide and then... Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking it was something along those lines of perhaps they're not necessarily at odds, but it's it kind of goes back to what you're saying is like, oh, you know these two stags are part of one stag that mm. they once were and I think perhaps 
these two sons aren't necessarily at war with each other, and that's the plot twist, is that they're actually just trying to converge again to create yeah. oh, these... Like you could do lovers. <laughs> ...these more open ideologies yeah, instead of... Yeah, they're, they're kind of a pair that have, have been forced apart by the powers of nature, and they're just trying to push And they're just together. trying to fight back together, except all of their subjects have just mistaken this as war yeah. and yeah. conflict. And so the issue isn't, like, the core of this. It's the it's the fiery ball of gas around them. Yeah. And what, the, what they don't realise is when those two cores get close enough together, the, the fiery gas balls are, well, essentially going to explode. Yeah. And all that's going to be left is a little tiny red dwarf core, which the two of them fused. Sandstorms everywhere. Sandstorms everywhere. <laughs> Sandstorms <laughs> everywhere. But I, no, was using, I, I was just, like, extending the analogy there. I, thought I, I, I like that idea. And I guess um, thinking of when they were one sun, maybe... Maybe humanity didn't exist and, and something else, another deity perhaps, mm. separated them to create life. Mm. And mm. they're fighting. Maybe they're two evil essences that are just fighting to get back together to once again destroy life on this uh, planet. Yeah. And, and, and your goal is to somehow keep them apart, keep them separate, mm. make yeah, sure that they yeah, never yeah. meet. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there is, there, there's like an, invi- <laughs> there's an invisible force in between the two suns. Yeah, yeah. That is fading. That is fading fast. God. Yeah. 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 That's really, that's really interesting. Nice. Big, mm. big topics. Who we will call Huge. Essence. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Vivid Void and Essence. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so now we're left with the elf city of stags and elks. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't touch. <laughs> you're not allowed we're to touch. Call touch them. This touch. campaign is called Can't Touch This. <laughs> but you can feed them. And oh. give them weapons that they won't use or understand. And you, uh, I can think, you pet them? Are they see, snuggly? I, I think they're super friendly. I scratch. I and scratched it. They in fact chin. like demand things because they they're used to being made way for and and fed and groomed. And I want to roll to boop one of their noses. I think. I think. Hold on. Was a d twenty. I think he has to be a a. a uh, an I rolled an eleven. Do I boop the nose? Somehow. You boop the nose. Yes. Take it, his it, fingers. If anything above a one is a boop the nose. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, is like maybe a group of shape changers taking advantage of this uh, and somehow getting involved uh, in the politics yes. of the elves and then maybe some sort of uh, showdown between like an avatar maybe of the of the of the elf king Alarian. Well, well, yeah, like when you said um, uh, that it was kind of like the uh, the coming of doom, the um, the heralds of doom. I was like, oh, maybe it's some sinister force that has gotten really, really good at like illusionary work and has yeah, essentially yeah. just started panicking all of the elves in in making this image appear and promising doom and that'd be great, yeah, up. and I, it's on its way. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of it like a from a player perspective, like you know the the movie El Dorado. You get two druids to go in, and they like turn into deers. Yeah, like, this is great. They think we're gods. Everything's yeah. going really well. And then you see, then then as they're there, they see people getting their hands cut off and like, yeah. thrown into ditches. They're like, we're gonna stay as deers, man. He's like, I can't keep this spell up. It only lasts an hour. Uh, gods don't bit- bleed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I kind of if we've got this uh, this evil force kind of running through the elf kingdom uh destroying them as terror, they, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then when he arrives like the real crown of it of Alarion appears and 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 quashes him essentially yeah yeah it's like uh, the conflicting or maybe yeah. uh, I, i'm not sure where the players would be involved in that um, yeah it's it's more uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I i do kind of I, th- I think that might be something that 
kind of happens later on where you've been experienced mm. you've experienced this city and like had fun booping booping the elk. Booping the, <laughs> of the elk, yes. I crit. <laughs> uh, you now have an elk an elk companion. Hell yeah. Uh, and but then you kind of help them by discovering this group of people who are shape changed. What if it is something along the lines of like the real elk comes to your party and hires you for help, essentially. Essentially, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I heard uh, that like know. the real elk comes to your party and brings a six pack, and it's like a real yeah, it brings a six pack. <laughs> He's a real great guy. Has a barbecue, and so he like, doesn't say anything about religion or politics. Yeah, He's yeah, just no. like really good at talking about your family. So the reason why the elk would come to you is because its subjects are completely blinded in believing and well, wanting yeah, to believe that it's the end times. So yeah. that's it. And the elk is just like, actually, no, I'm just I'm here to protect them. Yeah, and like, they're looking after my elves. Like, can so you like, can yeah. you help convince them? <laughs> and even, even yeah, help convince them that I am the real or something. something yeah, or, yeah, or just or, or just like my time is not ready them. to show yeah. myself to them for the actual coming of doom, yeah, and yeah. they're all being fooled. Stop this moron! Yeah. Something along the yeah, you find yeah. out somehow. Yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hook. Mm, mm, mm. So then you have to try. So and that's what's bringing your party in at least. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, awesome. I'm wondering if you do a um, uh, Wizard of Oz type thing where you've got the you got to go into the sacred shrine and like yeah he's he's in there. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the crown of Alario. Yeah. The original king's been alive all the time, just as a man being like, oh, hey. there's three there's three goblins back here. <laughs> Don't look behind the cloak. <laughs> Ignore him. <laughs> All right, well, so that was the crown of Alarion. We had Vivid and Void. And we, Essence. And Essence. <laughs> and essence. Uh, the we, Lunar Eclipse. The Lunar Eclipse and the Solar, Solar Eclipse. Eclipse. Wonderful. So if you yes. want to use any of those, feel free to do so. Let us know how it goes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. If you want to find out more about this podcast or any of the other podcasts on the network, you can go to that'snotcanon.com. And if you have any artwork that you might like, us to use instead of Magic the Gathering cards, you can submit on any of the social medias or send us an email at podcast underscore hooked at gmail.com. I have been Zane C. Weber. Thank you very much for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Darcy. Ooh. Thank you, Chris. And I guess we'll be here same time next week. Until then, everyone. Bye. Bye. Adios. Yo, yo, yo. James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's thank- up? Oh, mate, I'm just, we're doing a promo now, right now for our new podcast. Well, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. What do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby. Pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured articles. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Supervalue now have more online slots than ever before. Shop now at supervalue.ie. Collect your weekly shop with our contactless collection service. At Supervalue, we're there for you. Quick question: What were you doing at exactly this time yesterday? 
If you were applying for a business loan from Linked Finance, you'd already have an answer by now. If you're getting back in business, we can help you access fast, no-hassle finance with credit decisions within 24 hours. It only takes two minutes to apply online with an answer within 24 hours. Cut through the banking bureaucracy with Linked Finance. Just search Linked Finance today. We're open for business.